good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. Day today is the 22nd of November, year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show. I'm, of course, joined, I'm sorry, presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again, Manny Wears the Cardigan, James Edwards III of the same company, The Wonderful Athletic. James. You can do it. You can do it. We, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been a tough weekend. We are standing here today. Uh, on the heels of a well, we're actually in the midst of a West Coast road trip for the Pistons. Yes, and I'm, just the cold. other day, I'm getting my butt. Oh, do you up really? Here. Yeah the 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 beautiful weather in LA, the time change, being here in Denver where it's cold, and the time change. I just if I, I first of all, if I sound different it's because i am congested and i also did not bring my microphone on this trip so i apologize you just have one more week of regular um internal computer microphone people i apologize i just realized uh technically we may have to stop the podcast that means that you can't record externally right we have to use zoom audio no i can do no no no, no. i can oh, i'm so doing you, internal so- microphone on my uh quick time oh okay cool so yeah, we yeah. don't have to restart this then all right cool no uh let me let me just start recording this just just to be just to be sure. Okay, James. Uh, before the West Coast trip started, or rather, in the middle of it, you had quite the announcement uh, with Shams regarding Cade. Chance he's out for the year. Yeah. So um, Shams and I reported that there's fear that that Cade has a a fracture of sorts in his shin tibia area. Um, I've been told that Cade has been doing everything turning over every stone to avoid getting the surgery, which would ultimately put him out for the year. I think Rodney McGruder had the same injury. I um, mean, he missed 60 games, but he was able to come back because he got his in like October. So it's when you look around the league and people who have gotten uh, this surgery, it's about 60 games. So Cade would essentially miss the whole season. Um, yeah, man, tough news. He's trying to do everything. It's essentially right now for him like a pain tolerance. Um, And it's something that has uh, bothered him for quite some time, to my knowledge. Um, The Pistons, I've been told, have actually recommended that he get the surgery. They'd rather have him get this done and be over and have it be over with in terms of just like, in terms of like, because if he doesn't, there's a chance like he'll miss from here on out. There's if, if it doesn't heal with rest, which. I mean, my guess is it'll just be a continuous flare-up of whatever is going on there. Um, like, he could miss weeks at a time every season or something like that. So they re- they're they they're recommending he get the surgery and just be done with it. Right. Get the surgery as what, a 20-year-old as a 21-year-old and get it out of the way. Yeah, and Cade, of course, is a competitor and wants to be out there with his team and wants to play. But, uh, of course, the Pistons are far more invested in the future of Cade than him coming back in a 3-15 and season trying to save the day. Right. Right. And I also, I mean, let's just call it what it is. How surprised are you really? Really? A team that's not very good is like, yeah, our best player, you should get season ending surgery because we definitely don't see who is on the horizon in the next draft. And Adam Silver is definitely on people's cases about purposely losing. So if your best player gets season ending surgery, then your hands are tied. What are we supposed to do if Victor Wembanyama ends up on this team? Which, if there is any silver lining to be found, is that is now that's like a, oh, so Scoot Henderson might be on this basketball team. Victor Wembanyama might be on this basketball team. So as a Pistons fan, there is a, you know, it's horrible and it really sucks to see your best player potentially out for the year. And I said this last night um, on Reddit. I made a, a post about it. Uh, 
if nothing else, right, if he is going to be out, it is really nice to see that Cade Cunningham might be one of the better bench mob guys that we've had in recent years because he's been, he good. Is, he's been hyping his dudes up. And then I said additionally, but less significant, he's also putting league fits on notice. His yes. pants last night in Sacramento were incredible. The button down he was wearing against the Lakers on the bench was incredible. Um, in the, uh, uh, the I think it was the third quarter when Bagley picked up his fifth, and it was a phantom foul. I mean, he didn't, he literally didn't touch yeah, the guy. Yeah, that was a bad call. Cade was going off. So, again, man, if nothing else, it's super duper cool uh, to see that. Can I ask you a, a logistical question? Please. Um, and I don't know if you're allowed to answer this. So if I'm putting you on the spot, then don't. But let's say you – what did you report that on? Saturday? Maybe Friday? Saturday. Okay. How early in – like how long are you sitting on that? Like how long are we all speculating about <laughs> what it might be and you actually already know and just have to watch everybody going crazy about it? Um, And it doesn't matter, but I'm just curious. I'll answer it. I had been aware that this could be more serious, and you know this. Well, I wasn't going to say that because I don't like to blow up your spot, but yes, I, I had also been know. more. I had been aware that this could be more serious since the beginning of the week. So the beginning of last week, uh, the start of the West Coast trip. See, um, and out of respect for the process of the job, out of respect for everybody involved. You do you you turn over every stone to make sure if you're gonna put this stuff out there that it's accurate and so yeah it was on my radar early in the week maybe even late the week before but early in the week for sure and uh, Shams and I were in constant communication for the week until we eventually went with the story on Saturday. Can I give you a little uh, little tip? Anytime I ever say, hey, man, I don't know if you're allowed to answer this. I already know the answer. I just, <laughs> well, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. But usually when I phrase it that way, it's because I, I think it's really interesting and I just like other people to get to see the sort of behind the scenes. Now, to be fair, I didn't actually know when you definitively knew. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so Sacramento it, Kings game last night. It is Go certainly, ahead, just real quick say? on that. It is certain. It's definitely... Um, it's certainly tough because you like I have like a bird's eye view, like I'm on Twitter and everybody's just like throwing out just random speculation like shin splints yeah. or yeah. Uh, at least or at least we'll have like Isaiah Stewart goes down and it's like well at least we'll have Kate on and I and Sadiq Bay goes down it's like well at least we'll have Kate on Sunday and I'm just like I can't say anything he's you know not what I mean be there yeah he's not gonna be there uh, played the Sacramento Kings uh, as of this recording last night ooh the World Cup starts today dude I haven't yeah. figured out who I'm rooting for yet if it's if I'm rooting for the states or if I'm rooting for England probably gonna root for the US but anyways uh, played the Sacramento Kings last night I didn't know this a sworn rivalry between Pistons and Kings fans apparently some stuff popped off over the summer either pre-draft or I think post-draft is what the problem was because I guess Pistons fans just clowned Kings fans for taking Keegan and not Ivy and then that created a bunch of animosity I was unaware of this I had no idea were you really I thought you were doing a shtick right now you didn't know this I was not locked in during pre-draft because remember I this last year, I took the hard stance of, like, I'm not doing this with people this year. I yeah. like my guys. I understand why people like their guys. I'm not doing the fighting this year. So, yeah. honestly, I had no idea that it got as bad as it apparently did. And then I, I, added, I added sauce. I juiced it what? up with, with my 
remember when that that somebody retweeted that guy from Sacramento on my page where he said during summer league where he's like at least Keegan not only does Keegan have to play for the Pistons he doesn't have to live in Detroit. And then I got yeah. into it with Mark Jones when I, uh, unbeknownst to him, revealed to him that every NBA beat writer uh, thinks Sacramento is at the bottom of their list. So, yeah, I mean, I went into Sacramento ready for war. Yeah. See, I actually, how do I say this? Kings fans remember you. I did see you get brought up in their subreddit, and the guy was like, oh, yeah, this fucking guy. And I was like, hey, he's not just this fucking guy. That's actually my podcast co-host, James Edwards III of The Athletic, which, by the way, I was thinking about it just the other day. And I was like, do I know James's middle name? I go, oh, yeah, it's Edwards. And then I was like, wait. Do you know As in the joke name? would be, yeah, no, I don't actually know your middle name. Do you know what it starts with? No. Well, you should know because my Twitter is JL Edwards. Oh, my gosh. That's what the L is. Yeah. I, I get, had no idea. I had not put guesses. two and two together on that. Lawrence? Close. Lazarus? No, no, no. Go back to <laughs> what's short for Lawrence? Larry. There you go. Oh, nice. James Larry Edwards III of The Athletic. Man, that's a mouthful. It's like a royal name. But anyways, sorry, I got off track there. Sacramento Kings, can I tell you something I really appreciated about that crowd? I liked the booing of Marvin Bagley, and the only reason I liked it, it has nothing to do, because I actually think the booing was lame, but I... The, uh, the, I and, get and it. For, no, I get it, but I think yeah, it was yeah. lame. But I liked it because for an NBA game, it was a very hostile crowd, and it was there were like some college vibes to it. It was And jumping. I actually... Yeah, I give them a lot of credit. I give the um, the people in the, the, the control room a lot of credit. You know, they're playing some good music, getting people riled up the entire game. They were energetic the entire time. And even if it's, it's a team that I'm supposed to hate, which I don't think the Kings are. I refuse to get into a rivalry with them. That's not real. You love uh, the Kings. I like the Kings. I have historically loved the Kings. <coughs> um, so me, of all people, like people may remember the Kings were my bucks before the bucks. You know yes. what I mean? Like, the yeah. Kings were first. So, um, I have nothing but love in my heart for them. It was a great crowd last night in Golden 1 Center, and it definitely it made for a really interesting game. Now, uh, yeah, the game, yeah, well, the game, <clears throat> well, first, Sacramento's terrible as a city. Uh, but the one cool thing that they do is every time we're there in their intros when they do the Pistons, they show it on the jumbotron, like a broke down car. A car, yeah, yeah. As a like the, it's pretty funny, um, but yeah, like I, I mean, I think <clears throat> the conversation starts and ends here. The Pistons scored 128 points and lost a basketball game. Um, yeah, to the highest scoring offense in the NBA. I mean, you get into a boat race with them. What do you expect is going to happen? Still a really fun game, though. It honestly felt like a Lions game. Yeah, it was very yeah early early Lions. This season, yeah, for sure. The defense has actually played better uh, for the Lions, so shout out to them. But <laughs> they got to they got to address the defense. Like I and I wrote today, you could check it out on the Athletic. I I get that Duran's raw. I get that he's young, and I get that he'll probably get feasted on by the Embiid's of the world. Say it. But they have say what you're about. I, to I say. think we're getting near the point where at least it, it should be a consideration that he starts. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He, there are things defensively that he still needs to work on. I don't think he's always around the rim when he should be. Um, but I just think in terms of upside, like with Isaiah Stewart out, I think like they have to try to fix something. And I think um, 
I think Duran's really kind of the only turn, uh, the only stone they haven't turned over. And whether that's start with Bagley and they sacrifice offense, or whether that's bring Bagley off the bench, like yeah, you could go either way. Like at this point, I don't think I, I wouldn't gripe if they started both of those two to sacrifice offense because the defense has just been bad. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, so that that needs to get addressed, I think, soon. What I didn't quite understand: why was there no Nerlens against Sacramento? I really could have used them. What was going on? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, as I, I think we've talked about it on here before, I don't know if Dwayne yet uh, trusts Nerlens. And yeah, I just yeah, there's there's a the there's game. a reason. There's yeah. Well, Duran and Bagley each had three fouls in the first five minutes. I was gonna say, he only, I feel like he only played like eight minutes, but he still yeah. played. Yeah, as like a break glass in case of emergency, which I feel like last night at some point, yeah, he might have needed him, especially on defense. Yeah, I, I'll just say there's a reason he's not playing. It's not. It's the yeah. If he, if the coach had trust in him, he would play. Gotcha. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention, actually, well, you know what? It does kind of go into the Jalen Duran thing. Um, you know. Let me let me let me find this thing that I googled really quick. Can I ask I googled, you a I googled, question? Yeah, go ahead. Or we, let's stay on top of the Dern and then we'll switch. Yeah, I have it right here. Google defines hypocrisy as the practice of claiming to have moral standards or beliefs to which one's behavior does not conform. And James Edwards the third of the Athletic. The reason that I am reading you this is because a few weeks ago and for a few years, I have made fun of people who have clamored for Dwayne Casey to not have a job. I am not going to sit here today and say that he should not have a job. However, I do think it's unfair to do this after the Kings game because that's a game that it was a fun game. And I think they played uh, really spirited basketball and, you know, with the roster that they had, what were you supposed to do in that game? Right. They made it a fun game. Like I said, you got into a boat race with the highest scoring offense in the NBA. What do you think was going to happen? But you look at something like not starting Jalen Duran. You look at something as simple as, you know, Bagley picks up five fouls with three minutes left in the third, even more time than that, if that's what it was. And you bring him back in down the stretch in place of Jalen Duran. Marvin Bagley isn't that great on defense. I would say Jalen Duran is more serviceable, probably, right? Maybe a little yes. bit more equipped. Yes. Even as a 19-year-old to deal with Sabonis down low. So... My question is, I think in a season where Detroit is just going to have to keep kicking the can down the road, okay, fine, can't really make the step that maybe we wanted to make this year. Let's just extend the timeline here a little bit. I checked it this morning because I always ask you about this, but I finally just checked it myself. Dwayne's last year is technically next year with the extension. Mm -hmm. After the extension that was signed, he originally would have been done this year, quote-unquote done, and then he got the extension, so he has one more year. So next year is technically his last year. Do you think there's a conversation at the end of the year where the Pistons roster might end up in a place, depending on maybe where you pick in the draft, if you know that you're about to land you know, Victor or Scoot, maybe you do this, right? Do you kind of just go, hey, Dwayne, uh, I think we're ready to take this to the next step. Do you want to spearhead the next coach coaching search with Troy but like you're done what do you think well I think those conversations <clears throat> always happen um, at the end of every season 
and I, I don't think the end of next year will be any different, especially with him only having one year left on his extension or his contract. Um, yeah, I think that's something that's, if they haven't had the conversations about what's next, uh, surely this summer they will. Just like I said, there's only, like you said, there's only one year left on his deal. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would pick the Kings game as the, the one where no. you, that would be unfair. That's not the, it's not the principle of it. It's just, it's more about me over the last week since we last recorded, you know, watching the Clipper game, watching the Laker game, watching the Kings game. And it's more so just an amalgamation of information. Didn't mean to rhyme there. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think what's getting lost. I hate saying this. Um, if you look at the Pistons for the last week, they're like not, again, they're not winning. So I don't want to like, uh, over, like over, I don't want to overhype this, but they haven't got blasted in a while. Um, and they're shorthanded. I mean, they're without their best player. Yeah. They're without, uh, their most, the heart and soul of their team. Yep. As soon as Alec Burks came back, they've been competitive in every game. You'd make the case if they you don't even you can make the case that even if they didn't have Cade and they just had Stewart, they win both LA games. And probably Sacramento. The the Laker game most definitely. I mean, you're up by fourteen points in that game and then yeah. you lose. So yeah. yeah. There was just there was just struggles in the front court. Um I ha- so to answer your question, I'm sure that that conversation will be had at the end of the year. Yes. I don't think it will I again I remain firm that I just unless there's just like locker room anarchy, which right. I just don't see this group having that, and I don't see Dwayne and Troy running a program that would have that. There, I just still do not believe that there is Dwayne. If they if they start next year with Dwayne, he's going to finish the year. I just think that's how they operate. Which per- goes perfectly into what my question is: Do we think Troy Weaver? Let's speculate. Do we think Troy Weaver is a mid-season fire type of guy? I think he. I think he would. I just think he. I just don't think he would do that to Dwight Casey. Okay, that's kind of the answer I was looking for. Perfect. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to get my two Alec Burks observations observations off. So thank you for bringing him up. You mind yeah. if I do that real quick? Very yes, very he's, brief. And he's balling. And nobody's. I, I remember when I t- remember when I told you I got yelled at because I said the Pistons would be more competitive when Alec Burks came back. Did you get yelled at for that? That would have been silly. Yeah, somebody told me that them adding, I said adding Burks and Bagley will help make them more competitive. And somebody said, no uh, <clears throat> rotation guys. Like if we're banking on rotation guys to to do that, he's like, I don't believe you. Like this is not going to happen. I just want to say that they've been competitive since Alec Burks came back. But yeah, ahead. that guy knows nothing about anything. If you think that role players don't matter, okay. Alec Burks observations. Nobody on the team whose jersey gets untucked faster than Alec Burks. <laughs> that was my first observation. Yeah. Second observation, is Alec Burks an awesome lob man? That one to Durant was nice. That I, was a tough I, throw. The guy spends, what, two years with Mitchell Robinson and is now Jason Williams? What was <laughs> happening with some of these with some of these lobs? He Burks, was awesome. Burks has been good in the, offensively, and the thing is he's not even in shape yet. Like He's averaging 15... Uh, 49% from the field, 40% from three, and he's only playing 21 minutes a game. Yeah. Um, he's been awesome. He, I, To me, I don't – everyone's like, well, do we see what we can get at the deadline? No, I don't. 
you have him under contract again after next year. The goal is next year is to be competitive with all the cap space, hopefully in their case being healthy. Um, you bring Burks back. Like Burks is a professional bucket. A he's LLD or LLC. Alec Burks LLC professional bucket. Last night I was doing a bunch of research for a video that I'm working on, and I don't want to give away all of the data that I was uh, breaking down because I want to save some of it for the video. But if you'll indulge me, I think some Pistons fans might be interested in this. Gathered a lot of uh, lottery data. Let me pull this up real quick. And I, what I wanted to see was I looked at the history of the lottery and I wanted to find out, um, you know, does the does the first worst record win the lottery the most? Is it the second worst? Is it the third worst? Do you get where I'm going with this? Ooh, I like this. Like, like which record do you is the most likely and has historically actually won the lottery the most? I would say the third worst record. You think the third worst record has won the most lotteries of all time? Yeah. James, you would be absolutely correct. They have won it eight times. Uh, second best is the worst record in the league they've won it seven times second worst record has won it six times okay that's the top three some interesting information about it um the sixth worst record has never won the lottery uh similar to the 10th worst record never won the lottery and the worst was the magic in 1993 which was the uh you know the chris weber the penny yes. hardaway draft that was the thing the in only, Detroit. the uh, only draft in detroit yeah you can it, read yep. about that so, at the athletic um Fifth worst has gotten a couple, but yeah, so third worst, that actually was not the Pistons. The Pistons were uh, second worst. Um, and I even went as far as to do um, what the average win total was for the third worst team. So it's like, okay, so the third worst record wins the lottery most of the time, right, mm -hmm. historically. So the odds would say you have the best chance then, historically, to win the lottery if you have the third worst record. Are you listening, Pistons fans? So we want to aim for third worst. Not only that, the average win total for that team is 19.6. I'd say Detroit is right around there. Also would be the under would hit on the over-under yeah. win total at 20, what, 9.5 was, was where it closed. Which told you back in July anyway, but yeah. Which, and we were expecting that Cade was going to play the whole year. So, yeah. you know, uh so that would be great. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Of those eight teams who have won the lottery with the third worst record of all time, I tried to see where's the commonality? Where are these teams similar? What's the path here? What's the formula, right? I like this. This absolutely means nothing because it's the luck of the draw, but this is very good it's information. I, I took... Every single one of their combined records against teams in the NBA. So what I'm saying is the teams who won the lottery with the third worst record in the NBA are a combined 5-19 and 19 against Milwaukee. They're a combined 5-14 and 14 against Washington. So where I'm going with this is these teams have the lowest win percentage against teams like New York, Portland, and Houston. These are the teams you need to lose to historically. The teams that who the teams who win the lottery the most have the highest winning percentage against Cleveland, Golden State, and Utah. So we we've already beat Golden State once this year. And I know that when I you throw a bunch of data at somebody, especially over a podcast, it's gonna be hard to this is yeah, why I'm trying I to say kinda, most of it. Like yeah, yeah. It's it's tough. So I'm gonna leave most of this for the video when I'm actually able to visualize it. But Pistons fans, here's what you need to know. 
We need the third worst record, and we need to win like 19 games, and then we will win. I'm like coming up with like a whole theory. <clears throat> I'm calling it the theory of volatility. I'm really excited for it. I, and it's I, basically how to manipulate the draft. I love this information. I think it, it it's a very B and C uh, hole to go down. I love it. Yes. My only, I think the only issue with the the data you've presented is the lottery has switched to where, yeah, what you're saying is true. Like maybe the worst record doesn't always get the number one pick or doesn't most often get the number one pick. However, having the worst record guarantees a top five pick. Yes, it does. So if you have the third worst record, which we're saying is most historically the uh, historically most likely one. yep but that also means you could pick seventh yeah the margin for error is way greater yeah so yeah would you wouldn't it be eighth no isn't one five two six and three seven i'm sorry you're right yep i believe yeah no that uh, sounds right maybe i'm wrong but i love that that was good i think cool that's, it's a great um shout out to killian hayes Hey, L.A. Mike. Give a shout-out to L.A. Mike. Shout-out to L.A. Mike. To oh, really quick before we get into Killian. Oh, my. I'm so sorry. We should have led with this. This was the, I have not I have not felt this genuinely proud of you in a really – I don't know when the last time was. About L.A. Mike or Killian? Uh, no, 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 no. About who bumped into you and who shook your hand at the Laker game. I'm oh, sorry, the Clipper game. That's story time with James. We'll do that at the end. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, shout-out to L.A. Mike. Shout-out to Andrew Cohen. I forgot the other young man's name I met. Listen, I want to say this to L.A. L.A. residents, I love you guys. The amount of love I got in L.A. was crazy. Must be nice. <laughs> like, they ran my ass out of town. <laughs> no, that was the internet. First <laughs> first and foremost, like I don't know if people know, there are a lot of Pistons fans in L.A. But yeah. like... Over a two-day period, I had, like, five or six people, like, come up to me and, like, say, like, they read or listen to the pod. Like, shout out L.A. Mike, Andrew Cohen. Like, I forgot the young man's name. I apologize. He was with his dad and his brother uh, or his friend. Andrew Cohen's the musician, right? I think I remember him. Yeah, he's the one that's trying to link us with Danny. Um, Yeah. I met him. But, like, I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Like, it it was crazy. Um that was really cool. And yeah, so shout out to LA Mike. I told you I'd shout you out on the pod. Oh, he hasn't, he was the one that, um, remember, he was the one that pitched us the nickname when we were, Sadiq, he was calling him the Stroker. <laughs> you remember that guy? I don't remember that at okay. all, but that's when sounds we were like thinking something of that nicknames, would have happened. Yeah, and we said we weren't feeling it. And then he had a, um, he had a nickname for Jaden and Cade. It was, uh, Oh my gosh, Caden! No, it was like, uh, it was a it was a car it was a car reference. Um, sheesh, L.A. Mike, if you're listening to this, send us what the car reference nickname for Ivy and and Cade was. It was really good. It was really good. Send us a send it to <clears throat> us uh, via email bunandcardigan at gmail dot com. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the email does still exist. Yes, and please, we're going to do a mailbag episode next week. So send oh, us questions. We're there. supposed to we're supposed to do that this week. No, nah, we had we had enough that. we had enough stuff to talk about. Um, well, do you want to talk about Sadiq? 
let's talk about Killian first. I'm sorry, you said he, you brought up Killian first. Let's do Kill. Uh, looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Of the active players who are available to play, I'm going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Rank the best spot-up shooters as we record this. We're, I'm counting Sadiq as available to play. That's fine. Because he, I mean, for all intents and purposes, he is. Isaiah Isaiah and Kate are off the board. Right, right. Bogdan, Bogdan, Boyan Bogdanovich, Mm -hmm. number one. Agreed. He's number one. I would, I would love to put Sadiq two, and I think for all intents and purposes, I'm going to put Alec Burks at two. There you go. Yep, Alec Burks at two. Because he's, he's still just now getting back in my head so it's hard for me to remember yeah, that like yeah. oh yeah i can i can say alec burks yeah sadiq is three nope who's three kojo is three nope stop i know okay all right do it go ahead say it it's killian hayes <laughs> shout out to killian hayes the way he is shooting the ball over this last seven games he is shooting 39 percent from three yeah. three attempts per game you certainly see a more he's definitely more comfortable with his new release which again people patience like let things happen um it was it was it's not even been 20 games but the last seven he's been shooting damn near lights out he's getting to his spots in the mid-range he's not playing much different just shots are falling and i think he deserves a lot of credit for how competitive the team has been the last week They've had a chance to win every single game, except when Tatum went white hot late in the fourth. Uh, you just couldn't stop that. But every other game, they had a chance to win, and Killian has a reason why. He's been good. Um, and kudos to him for, I don't know how much he's on social media. I don't know how much he sees the the fan um, anger I mean, towards wanna... him at time. Like He's blocked all that out. And again... He has to do this. He doesn't have to shoot 39% from three for an extended period. But he has to be more consistent. The way he's played this last week, he has to do this for a longer stretch, but I think before we univer- before universally people start to change the narrative on him. But if you sat here and watched him this last week and you think that he hasn't gotten better, you're just like hating just to hate. Yeah. There sure. are His shot has improved. He's more comfortable with the new release, which I wrote about on The Athletic over training camp. You can go read um, just kudos to Killian for for blocking out the noise, getting over that funk, that slump, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. Um, well, and he's actually just taking the shot. It's sometimes it's just as simple as that. He's I actually th- I, just. I taking think he's it. been fairly aggressive this year. It's just the shots weren't falling. He still needs to improve around the rim. He still has struggled at the rim, but his jump shot and his ability to space the floor and teams are still leaving him wide open. He's making them pay though, and I just think he deserves. Um, some credit for the way he's he was he was going through it the first week and a half two weeks of the season for him to turn it around and take advantage of this opportunity he's gotten with Kate out is uh well well deserved and he he uh he's been playing some some solid ball the past uh, week and a half 
Well, if we want to be honest, James, I don't like to give us too much credit, if that's what you want to call it. But it did happen immediately after we published the Killian Hayes episode, and we went dad mode on everyone and was like, cut it out. Yeah. That's how, and then that's how that pod came off, well. right? Like, I didn't want to... That, that's how well, the pod came off, right? Like, it didn't come off like we were shitting on him. We were, so, we were like, why is everybody, like, just harping on him so hard, right? That was the... That's how the pod... That's what my intention was. It should have come off as both. Well, yeah, I think, come, I think we it, said he, yeah, we said he he has struggled and he's, yeah, but we also like, I think. I tell you what, I yeah. read, I told you this, I read what people were saying about it and I could tell that the people who were upset about it were the ones who didn't listen because the ones who were complaining about us talking about it were like, oh, stop getting, getting on your knees for killing Hayes. And I'm like, we spent 45 minutes being like, he kind of sucks. Stop talking about him so no, much. No, 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 We didn't so, say he sucks. We said he struggled. Hold on. Let's not do this. We said Let's he not do this. We don't I, use no, no, the no, no, word I sucks. I do. You do. I don't. Yeah, you said he sucks. I said he That's struggled. what we were doing. It's yeah. fine. Because in retrospect, he did. And he was. So we made a podcast talking about it. And people were upset because they thought that we were like, oh, well, he's actually good. And yeah, that's because, not and, what we were And saying. that's not what we were doing. So the yeah. people who were mad about it, I didn't know. Can I tell you something, though? I was thinking about this the other day. I have no idea. And I like to think I'm pretty tapped in with what people's opinions on the show are. There are some things I don't know, though. Like, why do people listen? And I don't mean like, obviously, I know why people listen. Because why do you why do you listen if you don't agree or hate us? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I don't even mean it like that. I just mean like, do people find the show funny? Do they find it informative? Like, what is the like? I think sometimes I think funny both. things happen on the show, but I don't know like what label bop people would slap on the show. I have no idea. So it's things like that that are interesting to me. I think it's entertaining. Of course people, maybe I've had people tell me like what they like about our shows. There might be other pods that are more serious with the X's and O's and stuff. And I do that Gross. in my I do that in my in my writing. Like that's what that's for. This is two guys sitting at a bar, one just happens to cover the team and one happens to be a diehard fan. Like and I think it comes off perfect like you get your mix of two drunk guys talking and jokes happening and then you get your mix of professionalism with the information that you get on this pod. It comes from somebody like I think it's I think we have a great podcast. If Did I may James... so, if I may say so myself. Did James just leak that we have, in fact, been drunk for all 112 episodes of the Bun and Cardigan show? Uh, I could just two drink drunk right guys now. hanging out. I couldn't. I had half a glass of Moscato a week ago was like on the floor because I haven't had alcohol in four months. That's a lie. So that's not a lie. Let's not do this. That's not a lie. Sorry, Grandma Hankle. Um, I've been smoking a lot of weed, though. So anyways, the Sadiq Bay thing. He's a, he's a, he's not a human. What? He's not been great. I'm talking about like physically. Oh, well, yeah, he's a specimen. He's a unit. He, we know that. So that was the first. So he sprained his ankle, turned his ankle in the Laker game, right? I'm trying to remember because they were yeah. back to back. Yeah, Laker game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I had never seen him show pain. And he like was going through it on the bench. And I was like, oh, this guy's showing pain. Like the guy who's played 100 30 plus, games. 150 plus games, and who like is obsessed with the Joker. If he's showing pain, like he's about to be out for a little bit. Yeah. Lo and behold, he's listed as Saturday and off day. He's listed as out. I'm like, oh, that's expected. I'm expected Sadiq to be out like a couple weeks based on yeah. how he looked. I saw him yeah. in the locker room after the Laker game, and like he was able to put like weight on his foot, and it wasn't. 
but like he was clearly in pain. Like he had to like maneuver around. Like he was in pain. And then King's game comes and Sadiq's questionable. He's out on the floor doing closeouts and trying to play. And he ended up not playing, but it sounds like that guy is like could easily play Tuesday in Denver. Uh, Goodness gracious. So, yeah, it's sad if you're a Pistons fan, like the injuries that they've had. Of course they miss Kate. Like that goes without question. But I, like I yeah. said, I think they're I think they're three and zero on this trip if they have Isaiah Stewart, just based on how some of these games have gone. Um, so similar in the in the way that I've kind of been on board with people finally, uh, in the fun aspect of the Pistons, where it's like, hey, I know we we're supposed to be bad. Like, stop telling me we were supposed to be bad. I know we we're supposed to be bad. Sometimes it doesn't feel like we're supposed to be this bad, though. That's kind of where I get. That's kind of where all the Casey stuff was coming from. Is I'm kind of empathizing with those people where sometimes it doesn't have to be this hard. But I would also apply that to the Sadiq thing, where I think people are so headstrong in either camp, whether they are against Sadiq this year or they're in the Sadiq hive, uh, and it's, you know, he can't do anything wrong. I Do you wonder if we're just trying to make him do too much at once this year? Like, we're throwing a lot at him, and we're trying to be like, okay, so you... In, in your first year, you shot a lot of threes. In your second year, we wanted you to do this and this and this. And then he did that. Now, this year, we want you to do this, 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 this. Should we take a few thises off and just let him <clears throat> shoot some damn threes? I think that's overblown in terms of, like, people thinking that, that the team wants him to do this. Um, the team wants City to shoot wide open threes when he has them and not up fake and take a one dribble to the right and shoot a more contested shot or off-balance shot. I think with Sadiq, I think he is certainly in his own head right now when it comes to shooting the ball. I also am just in the camp of like, he's still very young and he's still figuring it out. And I just think this fan base makes a lot of sweeping conclusions early on. Like I can't imagine if this fan base got Laurie marketing when he was drafted. Look at Laurie now. You know what I mean? Kuzma. Like, it just doesn't always happen when you want it to happen. Um, and guys put to get, put things together um, at different times. And I think Sadiq, one thing Dwayne always says is shooters don't forget to shoot. And I think the things I see with a lot of – like, I think Sadiq is still shooting a lot of threes. He's just missing wide open ones or he's turning down in rhythm looks for off-balance looks. Like, I think he's just in his head. I – being around Sadiq, knowing how hard he works. Defensively, he has work to do. But I also think he would be better off as a four um, in guarding fours, personally. Um, so just because I think that would hide a lot of his limitations in terms of foot speed and, and things like that. Um, but I, this version of Sadiq that we've seen this year, and, and, and remember, I thought he started the year fine. Like I thought he was pretty okay to start the year. Fine. He just couldn't get jumpers to fall. Everything yeah. else was doing he was doing pretty good. Then it's kind of been like a week and a half, two weeks of like, okay, he's 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 going through it. But I just I don't Sadiq's one guy I just don't worry about in terms of like figuring it out. Like I think he'll he'll get there. It also could very easily I think we hypothesized this a few weeks ago. It could also just very easily be something as simple as maybe this is a guy who's showing for the third year in a row that it kinda of takes him a while to get going. I like yeah. there's a chance that it by February, by March we're not even close to having this conversation anymore. And we'll look back and be like, that was really funny yep. that we were talking about that. We did that last year. 
Right. Yep. Dwayne yeah. talked no, about that, it. And that, that's Dwayne what my even point said is, it yeah. the other day. He said Sadiq is it's like, I don't know what it is, but we have some guys that take a little bit to get going. Actually, as a matter of fact, he didn't do it his rookie year. And I remember that vividly because one of the course, one of the course questions, one of the first questions I ever fed you was uh, uh, when you asked Dwayne about I because I had asked you, I was like, where's the rookie wall with Stu yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and Sadiq? I was like, what's going on with that? And then you asked Dwayne about it. So I guess using my own logic, they never hit that. So that means they never even started the season slow. And they were just always on 10. So maybe that's not a good example. But that was also a COVID year, and that was weird and different. And they had Blake and Jeremy and Derek. There was just far more attention. Oh, my God. Well, we did not. Blake Griffin was not on that team. He played like four games. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Fair. But I I thought he played more than four. But you might be right. I thought he played like 15. But you're right. Even Um, if he was in eight of those games, he only played in four of them. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it's respectfully, I I love him, but and I'll always be apologist. Hey, we gotta cover it. We gotta cover it. We're a Pistons podcast. It would be a disservice not to cover the rumor mill, right? What rumor did I miss? Stanley Johnson tweeting oh, about the on. Pistons. You know what Don't we call come that? on me. You know Don't come we, on me. You know what He's we call serviceable. That? You know what we call that? A jobless man who wants a job. Damn. Listen. Should we go to story time with James? <sighs> yeah, go to story time with James. You want to set it up, or do you want me to? Sorry, I'm still thinking about the Stanley thing. You, I, I, it was brother, very cool what story. he said. It was very cool what he said, but like this is this is this is your story. I, I genuinely want to hear it just from your perspective. But I will say, right. somebody uh, who, somebody came up to you uh, before or during the Clipper game, James. During, during the Clipper that? game, Jeff Garland. If you're not familiar with Jeff Garland, um, curb your enthusiasm. Uh, if you the, Google the, him and see a picture of him, you'll be like, oh, I know this guy. Yeah, the Goldbergs, um, Daddy Daycare. So um, for those unaware, Staples is set up where there's floor seats, there's like a walkway, and then there's the media seat. So we're essentially on the floor, um, but it's like a few rows back. And Jeff Garland is about kitty diagonal for me. He's like not on the court, but he's like the row behind the court. So similar to where I am, but diagonal to me. Yep. And I have an athletic sticker on my laptop. I can't remember what quarter it was. It had to be the first half. I'm like looking down at my screen and and there's, I see, I feel like somebody over me and I look up. I'm like, Holy shit. Like I'm like shocked, like in my head, because like, I know the face. I just, I'm like, I'm just like looking yeah. at him and I'm just like, I can't think of the name, yeah. but I like, I know the face. And he comes to me. He's like, do you work for the, he's like, you work for the athletic. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you cover the Pistons, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, dude, I read the athletic every day. He's like, it's my, like I wake up with my coffee. I read the athletic. I'm a subscriber. He's like, I'm a big Clippers fan, but my girlfriend and he pointed to his girlfriend and I waved to her. He was, he was like, she's from Detroit. So, we had to come Man. to this game. He's like, but I wanted you to know, like, I'm a subscriber and, like, I read The Athletic every day. And he's like, oh, he's like, by the way, I'm Jeff Garland. <laughs> and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I fucking know who you are. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm James Edward, though. Like, I, I'm surprised yeah. you know, you know what I mean? So <laughs> that was crazy. That was, that was. It's funny that you met Jeff Garland. He introduced himself first. Yeah. He said his name first because he, he was, was like, oh, I know who you are, sir. Yeah. Really cool. Really cool, yeah. dude. Down to earth. Um. That was 
It was wild. Yeah, just to have like a in his head, he was like, "Man, the stars are out in Los Angeles." He saw <laughs> James and was like, "I gotta, I gotta say something. Yeah, I gotta say something." Yeah, to this sure, guy. And it's not like he was saying like he only reads me, but like he said, he reads the athletic, and he's a Clippers fan, so I'm sure he reads all the LA stuff. But sure, yeah, that's wild. awesome, dude. I was so amped when I saw that the Laker game had Eric Andre, which yep. is great. Angela Bassett and and Gene Simmons was he there? Gene Simmons was there. Which I didn't he's see a, him. Is there? There's got to be something about Gene Simmons out there. Does he get a shout out? Yeah, gotta let's be not, let's not risk Gene it. Simmons. Let's not risk it. Maybe I'm thinking of like Paul Stanley or something like that. How many members of Kiss can you name? It was just Gene Simmons. How many members of TLC can you name? All three. I can't name one. Well, that's. I just know TLC. Tender love and Who's care. T- that's what it stands for. Yeah. Who's in TLC? You tell me. Uh. So the. I don't. I. I couldn't. I don't know, dude. I literally. I. I didn't know. Uh. Any of the. I only knew Posh Spice was one of the Spice Girls like a month ago. I couldn't name any of the Spice Girls either. You kind of you strike me as somebody that would have listened to Spice Girls. Um, I, I listened to a lot of Boys to Men. <sighs> Did you really? That was Chris, your shit. Yeah, me and Chris Rucker really loved. For those Michigan State fans out there, me and uh, Chris D. Rucker really <laughs> liked Boys to Men. Shout out to Boys to Men. Um, all right. So, am I going to give you? Do you want me to give you a history lesson on TLC? Let's do it, man. For those who don't know about TLC, let's do it. So first and foremost, uh, rest in peace to Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Mm. Um, she was probably the most known because she passed away. Um, for those who are unaware, Flint legend Andre Risen um, yeah. dated Left Eye. And Andre Risen had his house burned down. So we'll what? Say, yeah. So we'll say that. In relation to the relationship. Right. Gotcha. So shout out to Left Eye. But shout out to and, um, shout out to Andre Risen too. And shout out to Hunter Risen, Michigan State and Grand Valley State football legend. Is he at Grand Valley now? He was. Yeah. He's done now. I forgot that they had yeah, Hunter I, Risen. I I think the Lions picked him up for like training camp or something. Or like mini camp. I don't remember what it was. I think the Lions picked him up for like a minute though. And then I don't maybe he's on the practice squad or something, but yeah. He okay. transferred to GV for a year or two. Um, and then it's T-Boz in Chile. Had no idea. Yeah. Who was who was, who was was Beyonce with? Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child. I knew that. No, Nick, don't do that. I knew that. TLC is like, you know you know the songs, right? Chasing Waterfalls? Yeah, Scrubs. Yeah, Scrubs. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, Lisa Left Eye Lopez burned down Andre Risen's $1.3 million mansion. Back in the day, uh, Andre Risen, Flint legend. I'm just telling you, man, Flint. We do some. We're iconic people, brother. Like, we're, you can't you can't rewrite us out of history. I texted you uh, the other night. This just reminded me because I was thinking about Javale McGee. And when I texted you this during the Kings game, we'll end on this. I said, "Is Jalen Duran just Stephen Adams, but as a child?" Very similar. And I was because. And I was what I the train of thought there was JaVale McGee was the first player I thought of for that comp. And then I was like, no, 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 no. It's definitely Steven Adams because I saw him go for a board and then just put it back down. 
And I was like, that's just Steven Adams. Also, the fact that he's 19 now, well, I guess we can do the Jason Tatum, J- Jason Tatum thing. He's only 19. But there was definitely some novelty to watching him punk an NBA team and then being like, yeah, that's an 18-year-old. Yeah. That was really fun. I enjoyed that. He's starting to look more comfortable. He still struggles around the rim finishing, but he just certainly looks more comfortable as a rebounder. He looks like he's in better shape, too. Um, Duran's been, Duran's been solid, man. Should probably get some starting minutes. Already, James, let's get out of here. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Happy Thanksgiving, rate, everybody, if you celebrate. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yep. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe, if James is feeling generous. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can also leave five stars. We will catch you guys in the next one.